Hello, Frock fans. Welcome to Post Game Beers. We are the Lupton Drinking Club coming to you tonight for the second night in a row because we are privileged to be joined by a special guest. I will introduce him in a second. But first, I kind of think he's privileged to join us. I don't know. Yeah, I look at it. Yep. I'm your host tonight, Master Activities, JD Sailors. No MK, but we have Ray, we have Garrett, we have Martin. And joining us for, I believe, the third time. Is that right, Ben? Yep, number three. The founder, the CEO, the president, and chairman of the board of 11.7, Ben Upton. Ben, welcome back to Post Game Beers. Yep, I'm glad to be back. Um, the last time I was on, I think, was right before regionals. And That's right. I, we were doing your uh, your Excel bracket. What's it called? I forget. Yeah, the Curry Cup. The Curry Cup. And I said if yeah. I win, I was going to put all of the winnings on TCU to beat Colorado. And what happened, boys? Oh, yeah. no. Well, um, college football. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, was it wasn't game time. film and pasty pens, can't tackle. But anyways, that's not why we're here tonight. Yeah, this, this is a baseball show, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. my bad, my bad. <laughs> baseball. Yeah, I made it to Omaha again last year. That was Hey, we sweet. had a four seed make it to Omaha last year. Yeah, that's Love what Ben's that. really mostly interested in, right? <laughs> That was the only games I watched. I didn't even watch TCU in the postseason. I was Did you pick Oral Roberts in your Curry Cup? Uh, no. I think oh, I took Dallas Baptist, the other hmm. school. What four seed did you pick that didn't make it? I picked Wright State out of Indiana State's bracket. Mm. Dude, Wright State is always so tempting to pick. And I think they were like they, they were up in their first game, and I think they mm. lost the lead late. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can tell right. Like, right when they – like the wheels started falling off in like the eighth inning – they walked the first two guys, I think, and uh, yeah, it was bad. Well, so. one of these years in the Curry Cup, it's going to break through for you. you. You like to pick those three and four seeds, and you end up finishing like 82nd. It's game theory, year. man. Everybody's just hammering the one and two seeds, and that's not fun. <laughs> game theory. So uh, so you guys on 11.7, you did a, um, what, a survivor pool and a pick em challenge, and the yep. winners got to go to Vegas. How was that? It was fun. Um Made some lifelong friends. In fact, so cool story. The yeah. winner of the weekend series pick'em, not the survivor, but the weekend series pick'em, completely blind. And we thought it was a joke because his name was Blind Man Nate. And uh, I mean, I, I actually talked to him on the phone today. I called him. I was like, what's up, dude? Miss you. Um, but yeah, you 100% blind. Him? And he's better at picking games than everybody else. Like all 175 people, he was the best. It's like that when one sense goes, the others enhance. So yep. he's like picking yeah. game genius now. His sixth cool. sense is, uh, or I guess his fifth sense technically, but it's just picking winners in college <laughs> baseball. So God, I was asking, so... I was like, what futures do you like? Uh, like, who do you like to win? Okay, okay. Can? Would you trade your eyesight to be like an expert game picker? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like not even a question. Like if I hit it like eighty percent of bets, like yeah, take my eyes. I don't care. But then you can never see Sydney Sweeney ever again. Oh man, that's uh that is a big treat on social media right now, I will say. Um it's one of those tweets that anytime they like go out, like anything with Sydney Sweeney on Twitter will have more bookmarks than retweets. It's just like all the all the horny guys on Twitter. Uh, the just... bookmark bookmark <laughs> is the creepiest thing to ever happen to Twitter. Yeah, because you can't even <laughs> see who bookmarked it. Like I came out with my field of sixty-four and had like I don't know, a hundred bookmarks. And I was like, I don't know who these people are that are going to tag. One of them is me. And you'll be hearing from me in June. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, already uh, warned me on this one. But do you think pro teams are teaching their guys, hey guys, when you're drunk and you're creeping on women, don't hit favorite, hit bookmark. Hit bookmark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because those those favorites are uh, very public. Oh man, there's been there's been some things come out in those mm-hmm. favorite scoopings. A lot with politicians too. It feels like politicians are just like liking basically pseudo porn on Twitter now. <laughs> People are catching it. I saw that or that or like it's uh oh this is not a, a DM this is a uh, this is a public post oh yeah. they hit the instead of the DM button <laughs> which is right next to it they hit the uh, tweet button to their hundred thousand followers hey Ben I don't know if you've met our new guy Garrett he's not really new anymore but new since I think the last time you were on or were you on last last time we had been on Garrett I don't remember no I don't think so no sir. Hey Ben. Oh, wait, but I but I know uninformed frog. Well, you've yeah, of course. I, mean, I follow your account and like you're you're hilarious, but but you don't know Garrett. This is Garrett. <laughs> oh wait, wait, timeout, timeout, thirty second timeout. Are you no, uninformed just... frog or no? He is. Yeah, this is the real guy. So who was the other the man? Guy? The man, the man behind the horse. Okay, who was the other guy? You you had another person. Last oh time yeah, so going. Kyle, he's not here. His dad's in town, so he's okay. He's... He handed the hosting duties to myself. His and dad he, took away his podcasting privileges. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. Like, we, we call him the pod father because he kind of keeps this thing organized and on the on the tracks. And when I yeah, host, he did a good job with uh, Jamie Dixon. I watched that one. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate he, he, that. He did really good. Dude, yeah. W- when I host, these guys act like the substitute teachers in and they just like <laughs> they run they it run is. this thing crazy. So, yeah, <laughs> that's actually a funny story uh, to kind of sidetrack. But. In my full-time job, I do fundraising for like high schools and uh, mm. this private school in Savannah that their head coach is 19 or 20, like the head varsity coach, 19 or 20 years old. So I'm talking to him yesterday about practice. He's like, yeah, I had to kick two kids out of practice. And I was like, oh, why? He's like, because I played with them last year and they're flipping me off, like telling me to shut the <laughs> F up and this and that. Like, I'm like, dude, I cannot imagine being the head coach of like my former teammates. Like no respect whatsoever. He's yeah, like that, that uh, UNC field hockey coach. Yeah, who was still playing, right? Dude, or maybe I, she just got done. Or she I just to, graduated and then became head coach and then won another natty. It's insane. Yeah, I meant to talk actually talk about that on a show, but yeah, that was crazy. So Ben, how was your hibernation? Front, you, you ready for another summer of college ball? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm tuning it back up. Um, you know, we're in spring training right now. You yeah, know, just trying to get loose. You know, trying to trying to come up with some hot takes and uh, I don't know, just survive the first month. I always say, if you can just survive the first month of college baseball, like you'll coast until June. It's easy. Yeah, because the first month's only like two and a half weeks long. Yeah, that's true. The first can, month is the first month is full of. People on Twitter, like if LSU drops one game in a weekend series, how are they still ranked? Exactly. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the overreaction of like, I mean, what is it? Like these kids get to play four games and still have a red shirt or something now. I forget the rule, but you'll see like Ole Miss trot out like all true freshmen against North Alabama and they'll lose. And their fan base is just like, oh my God, fire Bianco. Like right. this is unacceptable. It's like, dude, these kids are 18 years old. Well, play. for TCU fans, you know, it's like we can take the first two months off, be 500, and then just go undefeated the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Just get hot at the right time. Yeah. I mean, that's really the formula in college baseball. Like, yeah, you talk you have, about that. 
Like you can just survive like until basically Easter, if Easter falls in April. But if you just survive and get hot, like the committee is going to take the hot team every single time. Plus, I mean, you want to win the conference tournament. You don't really care about the regular season. I mean, unless you're Clemson and they stick you with Tennessee. Yeah, that was a joke. I mean, if we want to go down this rabbit hole, I have a lot of theories about, you know, how they messed up the NCAA tournament last year. Let's hear them. Like, you can't, well, I mean, like, you can't put, you know, Clemson and Tennessee in the same regional, right? Like, Clemson deserved the number four overall seed last year. And so you're thinking, okay, they'll get the fourth worst two seed, which, you know, might be like a UNCW or something. I mean, I don't want to call out any teams, but you're not expecting the best pitching staff in the nation and like one of the most explosive offenses, even though they are a roller coaster last year. Like you don't want to see the reigning SEC champions come in and and play. Like it's just they have nothing. Tennessee had nothing to lose. So, yeah, it's I feel bad for Clemson. I mean, it's kind of like the same thing happened to Arkansas, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, three yeah. with they the third seed last year, and then they get the hottest team in the country, TCU, sent to yeah, them. Who put up uh, like 40 them. runs in three games. Dude, it was crazy. I rewatched those highlights today, and that first game was 20 to 5 off Hagen Smith. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't believe we didn't win at all. Was that the uh game. was that when uh Trey Richardson hit the two grand yeah. slams? Yeah, yeah, and he hit a third. People forget he hit a third home run in that game. Yeah. I mean, I think there's three homers in like the first four innings. Yeah, it is, it is nuts, man. Hey, where's he from? Who, Trey? Uh, the Woodlands. Nope. Yeah. We're spring? Nope. Umble? Nope. Where Size are you? You're from around the Houston area. It's somewhere down Kingwood, there. Kingwood, Texas. He's from good old Kingwood, Texas. So yeah. you claim Trey Richardson? Yeah, I mean, I used yeah. to see him, and uh, I don't know if you guys know, but the uh, um, Mason Wynn from the Cardinals. Yeah, Mason Wynn was uh, yeah, he's like a prospect. prospect. Yeah, that's right. He's the yeah. guy that threw uh, it a hundred miles an hour from shortstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were on the same high school team. Well, um, so I used to see them because I was six years older than them. So they would like come to camps and stuff, or like you know, we'd hit the same indoor facilities. And uh, I mean, you could just tell by the age of like ten, like those two were special, but. Funny story. So, uh, or at least I think this is correct, but Trey Richardson actually graduated a semester early and played at Baylor. Uh, he was starting second baseman at Baylor because he couldn't start at shortstop on his own high school team because Mason Wynn was the starting shortstop. Mm. So, um, like he, they, those two were so good that like Trey Richardson was like, I, I got to go play division one baseball. Cause I can't play shortstop in high school. So crazy yeah. story. You played Division One baseball. Did the same people say those things about you whenever you were uh, coming up through the ranks? Nope, 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 nope. I don't think so. Um, I was always still like a big locker room guy. Um, I mean, I guess <laughs> in high school, like I put up good numbers, but I was probably the fourth best player on my high school team. So I just kind of coasted. Um, I saw a lot of good pitches because I had a lot of protection in the order. Uh, and luckily, if I'm away to Division One, but I would have been happy at you know, a division three junior college in New Mexico. I just wanted to play. That's You're all. a gamer. Such a gamer. Yeah. I was a gamer that never got my jersey dirty. Never, never, <laughs> never slid, never dove. Just trot trotting out of the box. That was my sport. What's the difference between you and a student manager then? Um, I got to stand closer to the head coach in the dugout. <laughs> yeah. The student managers so, were like way down at the end. So you expecting a big year from your Mercer Bears? 
Um, yeah, that's TBD right now. I think so, but they have like 25 new guys. So it's like, I don't know. Did they get, did they get the right guys out of the portal and out of junior college? We will see, but let me, let me ask you a question about TCU real quick. So I'm, I'm reading a lot of, and don't hate me for this, but your arts nemesis D one, I'm reading a lot of my arts nemesis. I love those guys. (laughs) No, no, you, I can't believe how many DMS I've gotten from you. If you trash and Kendall's work. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this, the war between... is this live he might be watching that is not true he is watching yeah, he they, do the, watching. they do the same shit to me every week yeah no and i know kendall's been on the show so he might actually be watching i know kendall's he's been, he watches kendall's, every move yeah. i make kendall, kendall will watching. lurk in the live stream he will watch and then he'll like tweet about something we said <laughs> yeah. or something like that yeah. he'll do that no i'm just no. kidding but all right so my honest serious question is so i'm reading a lot of these previews and like almost every single team where they get to the question marks is, boy, they got a lot of unproven pitching. Oh, do they, do they have the pitching, 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 pitching? And then we talked, we just did an hour and a half last night on TCU's pitching, trying to figure out, do we have enough innings for all these guys? How rare is it that a team has too much pitching? Yeah, uh, I mean, we kind of saw like the preview of this last year. And I think I was talking about this on the show last year, but it was like you guys had so many injuries and then like so many guys that were labeled as like back into the bullpen guys um, that are finally getting older, they're getting healthier, they're developing under Sarlos. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I would say there's never such thing as having too much pitching because it's going to filter. It's like these guys are going to filter into the right positions, right? Like whether yeah. they, they work better, you know, only getting three hitters and then getting out or uh, are they better early in the game as a starter versus bullpen? So like they figure all that stuff out in fall ball and pre-spring. Um, but I, I know about 200 and let's just say 280 of the 300 teams that would trade their pitching staffs for TCU straight up. Just like give yeah, us the abundance and we'll figure it out. It's it's really bizarre, and, and it's like we had these freshmen last year who were gonna kind of be the key pieces this year. But then we bring in you know Peyton Tolley, Ben Hampton, Kyle Ayers from Houston. Like all these guys want to come here and compete for these innings. When it seems like every other team in the country is starving for pitching. So yeah, well, can we take another thirty second timeout? I think I have two remaining, um, maybe two fulls remaining. But is, you- it to- is it Tolley or Tolley? Tolley. Tolley. So it is Tolley. Yeah, we yeah. we actually the day he committed, we got him on the podcast, and the first thing I did was mispronounce his name, and yeah. we got that corrected real quick. So, so I, I I figured it was Tolly because it rhymes with Roly Poly, which is like his Twitter name, Roly Tolly. Yeah. But then you That's like it. I don't know. I heard some announcers last year a lot say Tolly, and I was like, uh oh, don't do this. Yeah. That'll probably be a thing this year too, but yeah, it is confirmed totally. And that's very um, insightful of you to rhyme his Twitter name and figure that out. I never thought yeah, about yeah. that. Context clues, man. I went to college. Yeah. That's, do, that's doing the legwork right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited about him. If we want to just talk about him real fast. Like, sure. Uh, I mean, it sucks that he's going to school the exact same time as Jack Caglione, but um, I mean, he is right up there with like most reliable two-way guys in the country. I mean, I think he won maybe 10 games on the mound last year at Wichita State, which they weren't great, and he was the center point of their offense. So Well, you say Wichita piece. wasn't great last year, but you look at all the talent that transferred out to other programs, and you're kind of like, 
how did they not win more? Well, there We've was the quite big coaching thing. Like their coach got fired, and I think the whole team transferred or entered the portal. I don't. They yeah. had like thirty-two new guys on their roster this year. So yeah, I think there was like, some politics going on. I don't know. There's like sixteen or nineteen guys that transferred to another D one school, and they also had guys drafted. Yeah. So they had a lot of talent on that team, and they sucked. They couldn't win the American, or at least compete yeah. with East Carolina over there. It's crazy. Yeah, they let Tulane win the conference tournament. Yeah, well, nine, 19 and 40 or something. What were they last year when they made the tournament? Something stupid like that. Yeah, I love it, though. So shout out to our live viewers. Um, in the comment section, we have Jackson Day. Um, we talked a lot on yesterday's pitching preview show about the freshmen who stepped up and filled big roles for TC, like a majority of our inning, not a majority, but a good bulk of our important innings were pitched by freshmen. Um, do you, can you recall any teams that had the success TCU had with freshmen as kind of the focal point of the pitching? Yeah. Let's take it back to the 2016 Mercer bears. Um, you know, we were the one <laughs> I'm kidding. No, we did have a, like our, our whole bullpen was freshmen. Um, the, I mean, really the only team I can think of that, uh, had a good bit of freshman pitch for him. And this is a real throwback. I think it might have been 2009, 2010. I don't know, somewhere between 2008 and 2011. Um, the Cal State Fullerton made a run to Omaha and they had two or three like big pieces that were freshmen that year. Like Thomas Eshelman, I think was a freshman. This guy named, last name Ramirez. I can't remember his first name. But like they were two... They might have been weekend starters, freshmen. And uh, that's really the only team that like pops off to my head that relied on uh, young arms like that. Yeah, even back in when TCU was going, when we had our four-year-in-a-row stretch and we had some of the best pitching out there, I think Tyler Alexander or Alex Young might have been a key freshman. But I and, mean, uh, Matt, yeah. Burt, Matt Burt was a freshman. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, right? Matt, yeah, sure. Um, but that's like one guy on each of those teams. And last year mm -hmm. we had like three or four guys who were freshmen who were yeah, pitching our most freshmen important too. Games, so. Yeah. Every once in a while you'll see like a red shirt freshman. Uh, but yeah, true freshman. That's real. Yeah. So they're all coming back as sophomore. So we're the bottom line. What is did, we're, we're really excited. What did for UCLA do whenever they had Bauer and Cole, their freshman year? Um, I don't remember because they won or, they won they a Natty the year they got drafted. No, I think they actually won it the year after they left or something weird. Um, let's see. They won it in 2013. Uh, 20, 20. Oh, gosh. When was that? 2012, right? 12. They, yeah. Well, oh, was man, that the, this is bad. I used to have this memorized. 2010 and 2011. South Carolina, they won. 2012, South Carolina, South Carolina lost to somebody. Wow. This is when we need TJ Bruce to set us straight. Or right. he was on that Maybe staff. Arizona? Did they lose? So 20, 2012 was a year we made it surprisingly to the Super Regional and lost to UCLA. So I'm wondering yeah. if that's Oh, okay. I think that's the year I'm thinking of. Because we 2013, faced... Arizona won it. 2014, Vanderbilt. 2015, Virginia. Virginia. 16, Coastal. 17, Florida. Uh, 18. 
I, I don't remember who won it in 2012. We don't talk about 2016 on this podcast. Was that the uh, Texas A&M year? That was the that was the Luke and Baker Frogs. We were up 2-0 in the World Series oh, and lost yeah. to Coastal twice. I saw that clip on on Twitter, his home run that he hit in Omaha. Yeah, that was oh. the first game that year against Texas Tech. That was a good memory. Yeah. Um, so, was one of my all-time favorite college players. Dude, same. <laughs> same. So what are some national storylines we need to watch going into the season? From your um, obviously Jack Caglione and obviously Wake Forest, like those are the obvious ones, but from your from your because you have a very unique college baseball perspective. Yeah, no, I would say like as far as like national landscape, mm, I mean now we gotta focus on like is Florida State gonna win a national championship now that Mike Martin passed away today like there's a lot of storylines around that yeah you know he never won a national championship maybe now like i I mean i don't want to sound insensitive because like obviously he's a legend but that is like a storyline that's possible right like florida state bounces back from the worst year they've had in 25 years and wins a national championship like i can get behind that yeah that's what i'm saying like i get behind that a lot it'd be really cool if uh his son was still the head coach. Like if Mike Martin Jr. was coaching, like that's even bigger storyline. But um, I don't know. Like I'm gonna be following like the Sun Belt and the CAA a lot. The Big West will be fun. I think there's a lot of time. Ta- Here's a storyline for you guys. I think the West Coast. This is gonna be the best year for California, Arizona, Washington, Oregon teams that we've ever seen. Like I think there's loads of talent out there that didn't. Um, that maybe got overlooked by all the trading of players and this and that and in the Southeast or in Texas, I think people are kind of sleeping on the West coast. I love, I love a lot of those teams this year. Like the gauchos for real. Oh yeah. The the gauchos, the ant eaters, the beavers, like just wacky names, but dirt bags, (laughs) dirt bags. Yep. Yep. The matadors of uh, Northridge are going to be good. I, there's going to be some good names in the NCAA tournament this year. Good mascots. Isn't it kind of funny that as the uh, West Coast becomes kind of irrelevant in college sports because the Pac-12 disintegrating that now it's like a a powerhouse in all these sports? Yeah, dude, it's such a shame that the Pac-12 had to go. But Is it? um, Yeah. Is it? It, it, I think it is. I don't know. I mean, you guys, we're all about the same age here. Like, growing up, it was just always fun watching USC play UCLA in football. Or, yeah, I, um, I will go, I will search Pac 12 in my tweet history, and I got like years, uh, and they're mostly, they're all college football, but it's like the Pac 12 is an abomination to the sport. Why does the Pac 12 exist? Like, <laughs> I have years of those tweets. We're Pac 12 haters on this pod. I'll adapt. Yeah. I'll, I'll chameleon my way into no, well, the Pac 12. The Pac 12 died when those USC dynasty died in the, yep. uh, in the odds. But, I mean, Oregon State was, you know, big dynasty in baseball for a while. Uh, UCLA, too. Arizona, like, I don't know. It's going to suck for college football. I don't think it's going to suck for other sports like would oregon state be a dynasty if arkansas knew how to catch a pop-up <laughs> i mean i don't know if there's any arkansas fans watching this i'm assuming not but like you gotta catch that ball like oh my god my I girlfriend know that, just cleared her throat from the other room 
Yeah, the stakes were high, a lot of pressure. I mean, somebody's got to. There was three guys within a yeah. foot. Like somebody catch that catch ball, them. and I have another curry cup under my belt. Yeah, I mean, wait, you were gonna win. I was gonna yeah. win if Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas catches that ball. That's why they didn't win. Okay, that explains a lot. Like, you don't Ray remember had... that, Ben? They dropped they dropped the game winning pop up and no, then I, I remember no hundred percent I remember that I'm saying like that's why they didn't win is because Ray picked oh, them. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's well, that twenty eighteen. So yeah, yeah, I was. I wrote Old Miss two years ago. That was good. Which I I forgot they were a last four team in that year. They were the, the last, last team, team in. Yeah, the last team. Yeah, that's I forget crazy. who was supposed to get in ahead of them. Maybe Arizona. No, no, no. It wasn't Arizona. It's probably um, Kansas State. Yeah. No, it was definitely a mid-major team, like a Grand Canyon or somebody. Grand Canyon sounds right. Yeah, mid-major. So you're still talking about Kansas State. Yeah, stop. They're going to be good this year. I would not. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, no, they're yeah, not. they are. Dude. So they got like if, if you think, say, if you think hey. Kansas State's going to be good. I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear why we think you think Texas Tech is going to win the Big Twelve. Are you guys like ready for me to say all this or no? Let's let let's hear it. Yeah, the whole. I want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. So a lot. I mean, I would say about half of this is gut feeling. Half of this is uh, like actually based on numbers. So, like number one, I think people have like over the general public of college baseball watchers or people that, you know, write about the sport, cover the sport, whatever. I think it just took like two off years and like people just forget like how good and how consistent Texas Tech was. And like the last two years, they were supposed to not be good. Like they were young. You know, of course they had like some, they had one All-American, I think on each team, but like they are a program ran by Tim Tadlock that is like proven winners and they have such a home field advantage. And I know people might point at numbers and be like, oh, they weren't as good last year at home, this and that. Well, like they were basically pitching with junior college pitchers that were washed up and their their best arm was hurt. So I'm, I'm more projecting a bounce back year from Texas Tech, kind of like a pissed off revenge tour because like talent wise, I mean, they recruit just as good as everybody else in the Big 12. Like they, they landed a couple big splashes in the portal. And like, I don't think they're going to lose very many home games. So. But they do come to Fort Worth. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, they might lose the series but still win the Big 12. Counterpoint to that, Ben. All that good talent you're talking about. Like drop a random weekend series to BYU or something. Like that's what TCU does. Like TCU will look great against Texas and then they'll lose a series to, I don't know, like Cincinnati. And you guys will be like, what the heck? How did that just happen? Better not, you know, counterpoint all that talent you're talking about transferred to either Texas AM or Arkansas. I don't know, Gavin yeah, Cash is a dude, yeah. No, Gavin Cash is is a dude, yeah, but, but he I'm, doesn't pitch. We need to uh, we need to investigate Texas AM because, like, somehow they just keep landing the like some of the most underrated transfer portal guys like out there. Um, Braden Montgomery underrated. Well, I mean, he was the big blue chip guy, but like they they got some freaking dudes that are like you look at the roster like six four two thirty, and you're like, oh my god, dude! Like, where are you finding these guys? Like, oh, he went to Penn. Oh, is that, that money they get from Qatar? 
Yeah, stop. <laughs> We're talking about that. For the nuclear, for yes, the nuclear selling yeah. state secrets. Yeah, yeah there's a storyline. <laughs> yeah. Let me write about that real quick. <laughs> oh, man. So let me ask you guys some questions because I yeah. always come prepared. Um, Martin, mm-hmm. we'll start with you. Okay. Um, all right. So you're the big stat guy, right? Sultan of stats. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give you, so maybe not questions. These are like more trivia questions, okay? Okay. All right, so who was the last TCU baseball alum to debut in the MLB? Uh, Luke and Baker. All right, check. Yeah. Um, Easy. Let's see, who has the, who has hit the most home runs in TCU baseball history? In the pros or in college? No, in college. Braden Taylor just did it. Yeah, okay. Um, that's <laughs> all on, the questions I have for you. Um, those were, those were <laughs> my two trivia questions. And I was I was not going to fact check myself. I, just, I think like, all I, of us would have gotten those. Yeah, yeah. Those should asked, uh, you should have asked Martin, when did Luke and Baker debut and who was TCU playing that day? Um, oh, I know was, this. Oh, yeah, it was, in, uh, it was during the regional. Yeah, we yeah. were in Arkansas. Yeah. We were in Fayetteville watching it against the Pirates. Mm-hmm. Yep. So who was TCU playing that day? I think that no, was a rainout rain day. Rain out? Yeah, it got rained uh, out. It was a rainout day. Yeah, we had just beaten Arizona. We were supposed to play Arkansas that night. We got rained out and had to play Arkansas the next day. Yeah, because wow. it was on a Sunday. And so we had a Monday where we, were, we could have had a doubleheader. But luckily, we took care of business. Yeah, you guys rolled through that regional. It, it was almost embarrassing to watch. Not that I was a fan of Arkansas or anything, but it was like everything they threw up there, TCU just matched. Indiana State put up a much better fight in Lupton than Arkansas did. Yeah. did. Okay, so remind me again, how did TCU get that Super Regional? Was it because they had like a Special Olympics or something at yeah. Um, yeah, the, Terre Haute? The Terre Haute? Indiana State yeah. administration said they couldn't host, so they had to forfeit their privilege to host. Yeah, all their That's facilities over there being used for Special Olympics Indiana, something of that effect. Yeah, and like there weren't hotels and like this, they were understaffed or something. Well, no, I mean, I mean, Terre Haute is out in the middle of nowhere as it is. Would you guys have traveled up there? Uh, yeah. No, I, I wouldn't. Would. No, because I had just come back from Fayetteville. Yeah. So, nah, I would have been out, but... <laughs> Hey, that's another storyline this year, Ben. You're, it seems like you've been fighting to get players out of dorms during regionals, and that's finally come true. Yeah, I, I actually – so when I was uh, given that information from a player that was playing in that regional, I, I like first I was like, dude, that's awesome. Like I replied in the DMs like, dude, that's so sick. And he's like, no, like it's not as good as you think. And he like listed off some reasons, and then he sent me the uh, – the pamphlet or whatever that Kentucky baseball sent to every team that was there, like the three other teams. And uh, I remember reading it and being like, all right, I'll tweet this out. Little did I know that like 3.5 million people were going to view that. And it was going to, I mean, it went national news. I was like, dang, I was not expecting that, but I thought it would be cool. Like as a player, instead of like going to a hotel, just like bunking up with a guy. And uh, I mean, I don't know, (laughs) hanging out. It's a different era, Ben. They're spoiled now. Yeah, no, I mean, I was all for it, but yeah, that was interesting. Um, 
awesome. I'm trying to think of some other storylines from last year that were because we haven't talked since before the regionals. Um, yeah. Did we? Did we already talk about uh, TCU versus Colorado in football? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and yeah, a half you're getting you're getting booed in the chat. By the way, I just want you to know. <laughs> I forgot if we talked about it or not. <laughs> 20 and a half point favorites. Um, yeah, that's all I got with TCU football. I mean, you well, guys had your Cinderella run. Championship. Yeah, yeah you guys did. And um, that was fun. I, I will say as like an unbiased fan, like I was rooting hard for TCU. I yeah. uh, like some, I like Max Duggan and like the team. Sonny, what's what's his name? Sonny what? The Sonny Dykes. Dykes. I almost said Sonny Galloway. Was he that's Randy Galloway, a DFW no, was, former Star Telegram writer? Sonny Galloway was the OU coach back then. Yeah, in like I think he was at Auburn for a little bit too. Sonny Dykes, that's right. It was at yeah, SMU. Turns out, maybe... um, turns out George is good. We found that well, out. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was bad, but at the same time, it was, it was like, all right. Like at least it's not heartbreak, right? Like well, you knew exactly. after the first so two that, drives, dude. Ben, yeah. think of this: TCU. I got to watch TCU play in a national championship in January in football, and then play in Omaha six months later. Like, yeah, how'd the yeah, basketball team good. do that year? Pretty good, right? Yeah, we made the second round. Second round. That's like That's winning the natty for TCU basketball. And and where's <laughs> Jamie Dixon from? Is he like the old pit coach? Yep. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's kind of like a hard-nosed guy, but um, runs a good Went program. Went to school at TCU. Did he really? Yeah, he graduated from TCU. Yeah. He doesn't look like a TCU guy. Well, he's a he's a Hollywood A-lister. Who, <laughs> yeah. What does the TCU guy look like? Yeah, what does the typical TCU guy look like? Yeah, um, paint, paint, paint the picture for us. I just know the women are beautiful. I, I remember <laughs> like when I was at Blinn Junior College, me and my roommate, we went up to watch TCU play either. I don't remember if it was Kansas State or Oklahoma State for a football game. This was twenty, the fall of 2014. And I remember walking around the campus like, wow, this campus is awesome. This campus, oh my God, this campus is <laughs> awesome. Like the women were unbelievable. Um, I didn't really get a good look at the guys. I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> Oh sure. man! So, so uh, tell me about Hell's Ac- Hell's Half Acre Stadium. Hey, I'm glad you bring that up. Yeah, how about Hell's Half Acre Stadium goods? What so is it? They're they're a good partner of the podcast. They make uh, TCU apparel for. Um, they got a lot of unique stuff. They make customized shirts for football, for baseball. I got a nice um, baseball polo. I can't wait to rock this spring. Do they have a did website? You get the one that, did you get the one that has the jerseys all over it and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I got oh, that one. That's a sweet shirt. Yeah, they do it's, have uh, that website. Hell's Half Acre Stadium Goods, or I'm sorry, Hell's Half Acre SG.com slash Lupton Drinking Club. Is, it, is that like a promo code? I'm going to get yeah, it is. right now on my phone. Yeah, I should have had the website up. I could have shared it. We could have looked at some stuff. But yeah, they have that, new arrival. That baseball polo. It is awesome. Do they yeah, have I mean, any uh, like retro TCU logos or anything? Because I, I yeah. love the retro logos. They absolutely. They got do. the 1938 Champions T-shirt. Really? Wait, 1938 <laughs> Champions yeah. in yeah. what? Football, Football, baby. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, have, I, have no, I don't believe that. 
Hold on. Ben, that's the best ad read we've ever had on the show. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, that's that's like part of my DNA now is like if I'm on a podcast, <laughs> I want to hear about I, when I'm on other people's podcasts, like I want to hear about their sponsors. I want to look it up. Um, actually, I don't know how, but I've already been to this website. Maybe Splash like an Instagram ad or something. I have uh, maybe. Yeah. See, this it's is like, what happens when MK's not on the show, things fall through the cracks. I didn't do the ad read to start the show like I should have. So yeah, we'll get fine. Hey, I'm That's here okay. for you. Dude, I love some of these rope hats too. Like this, mm-hmm. this purple one that says horn frogs. Yeah. Like I don't have the uh yeah, that's I don't a classic. Have the head shape for it. I wish I could rock those hats, but that's that like sweet. the that's like the Hell's Half Acre OG hat right there. If I uh, if I buy each one of you a pinstripes frog headband, um, looks like this. Wait, hold on, focus, <laughs> focus. Will you guys wear it during the pod? Hell yeah, we'll wear it. Absolutely, uh, damn right. Who's got the best <laughs> hair here? It looks like uh, Garrett, maybe. Yeah, it used to be me, and then I chopped yeah, it all off. Yeah, right. It's all really? gone, man. Ray, do yeah. you saw that profile picture with you? Like you had all the hair? Yeah, because I haven't oh, found a good picture of me yet. Yeah, yeah that's I how that. I know you. Just buy that picture. Garrett probably wins the hair fairy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You guys can still rock. Everybody's rocking headbands now. Like all the players. Dude, we will. We will wear. We will all wear it to the game and take a picture and stuff, and we'll make a whole bit out of it. Yeah. Um. So do you guys want to talk some? Uh, I don't know, some college world series futures or yeah, I do want to ask you before we get into that, you know, so we have purple tinted glasses on about this TCU team. Yeah. From a national perspective, what are some of the weaknesses or why this team won't be as successful as we think they are? Um, I mean, I think like a false sense of reality, like don't take this the wrong way, but, um, I mean, there's an, a real possibility that what we saw the first half of last year is like who this team really is. And like the end of last year was just kind of a get hot at the right time. Like, think about it. Like, you guys would be pretty disappointed if they were, if the opposite happened last year. Like, they go out and win 15 straight games to open the year, beat some good teams, and then taper off and play, call it 500 baseball the rest of the year. Um, so, like, timing's everything. But I mean, I th- I personally think you know you guys are going to host a regional and you guys are going to be right in the thick of things in the in the Big Twelve. Um, you should be at least. But if I had to give a counterpoint, it'd be like maybe last year gets flipped this year, where maybe you're hot at the beginning of the year and then just cool off and never get hot again. Um, so losing our best player probably ever. Doesn't yeah. Help things. That's, yeah. That's that, the main concern for me. That doesn't help. But you know, like I kind of like. You know, in the portal, like getting Peyton Chatagne, I can't pronounce the name, Chatagne from Ole Miss. Chatagne. Chatagne. I like him a lot. Like, I remember watching a lot of him at Ole Miss. and He's uh, a good replacement for Trey Richardson. Yeah, he's going to be playing second, right? Yeah. Yeah, Um, but he's a fiery player and uh, some big game experience. Great name, too. Great name. Yeah, I mean, I like him a lot. I don't know. I mean, like, the... Like on pa- I tell this to people all the time. Like I said in my podcast, like on paper is what everybody goes by, right? Like preseason, everybody's looking at last year's stats. They're looking at, you know, okay, this guy's a transfer portal guy. He hit 15 homers at such and such school. He'll hit 15 or 20 this year for us. Like college baseball is so different than every other sport. Like last year's stats mean a little bit, but 
some guys will go and develop over the summer and over fall ball. They'll get bigger, faster, stronger. They'll learn something from, you know, somebody else in the Cape Cod League or Coastal Plains League or wherever, and they'll like click for them. And they could go from a 220 hitter to a 400 hitter overnight, like over the offseason. Um, you know, it's different than a basketball where you'll get a guy who is going to shoot 35% from three every single year. Or, right. you know, he's already six foot nine. He's not going to grow any taller. He's probably not going to put on much weight. He'll be the same player. Uh, baseball, there's a lot of development that goes on in the offseason. So I think a lot of people go off of last year's stats only. And you'll see guys hit 100 points higher, 100 points lower uh, than the year before. What about Shouldn't that the idea? well for TCU since all their freshmen like hit incredibly? Like you know Carson Bowen, a catcher, hit 350. Mm-hmm. Anthony Silva, a shortstop, hit 330. Cole Klecker was your Friday night guy. Ben Abel was amazing out of the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And but, sophomore slumps are a real thing too. That um, was going to be my question. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen to anybody at TCU, but I mean I saw it every single year in college ball where. Guys will, and this was kind of, I played before, I mean, there were still scouting reports, but there wasn't like the analytics and the heat maps and everything they have nowadays. But, you know, someone would go out and have an incredible freshman year and then the league will make adjustments to him. Okay, well, he never swings at first pitch curveball, so we'll just lob one in there, strike one, uh, and they just don't adjust throughout the year. So um, sophomore slumps are really because it, as a freshman, you're going to get a lot of fastballs. You're going to get a lot of good pitches to hit. If you put up good numbers, they're not going to do it the next year to you. Yeah, that's a concern for me is a potential sophomore slump. Yeah. So let's switch gears here. Uh, question in the chat. Since the pack is disbanding, oh, hold on. And oh, um, Oregon State's without a home. Do you think they would fit well in the Big 12? Yeah. Um, wasn't there talks that they were going to join the Big 12? Yeah, then? I think, they I think that was like hopeful wishing because Iowa State and Colorado don't play baseball, so there'd be like a natural yeah. fit. I mean, it, yeah, 100%. There'd be a huge fit. I mean, I think the Big 12 would op- open them with open or welcome them with open arms, um, especially if they're just going to be independent. And in, in, uh, let's see, they're going to be independent next year in baseball, just yeah. play a full independent schedule. And it's like Notre Dame joined the ACC for basketball and baseball only. Why can't Oregon State join the Big 12 for basketball and baseball only? Well, it seems like Brett Yormark Yormark makes basketball paramount. So they got to be able to hoop to join this conference. (laughs) I I do love watching and gambling a little bit on Big 12 basketball because it's one of those... Dude, that I mean, seems like, like a stressful adventure. <laughs> yeah, you just take the underdog and you know, or whoever's at home. Like if Iowa yeah, State bet on the home, home team. just bet yeah, just bet on Iowa State at home. Like always take Kansas unders because everybody bets the overs on Kansas. They never hit. Um, I mean, I don't know. Big 12 basketball is fun. Yeah, so let's let's talk some futures. Um, so Wake Forest is kind of everybody's favorite. Uh, do you agree? I, I know you had them one overall. Yeah. in your projection but yeah they're they're number one um i don't know if i would have put them number one until they landed chase burn sorry my voice just cracked for the first time in 10 years um they landed chase burns <laughs> out the of, puberty yeah You're growing hopefully. up yeah hopefully <laughs> i finally grow up 
<laughs> the, uh, Chase Burns, though, I mean, he was stud at Tennessee. They moved him to the bullpen, and that kind of pissed him off a little bit. He uh, started throwing a lot harder, and then at the end of the year, he said, all right, I'm out of here. You guys put me in the bullpen. I want to go be a starting pitcher. So he goes to Wake Forest, which, I mean, they're known for just having a pitching lab. I, you know I, he's I, supposed to be in Fort Worth, right? That, that's where I projected him to go. I thought for sure that he, he was, was going, going to go, but his credits wouldn't transfer. Kind of a crazy <laughs> saga. We couldn't get but his like, major. Why? Like, well, how does that happen, though? It, like, it happened. Apparently, happens, sweep that under the rug. It apparently happens in football quite a few times. I think basketball. basketball. Jamie talked about it. You guys um, need to become less academic and more athletic. All right. I don't think we really are. He, he we're not. We're not here to play school, guys. Yeah, I don't. I think Vanderbilt <laughs> had the Jones. same problem with him. I, I, I don't think Vanderbilt could have taken him either. That's wild. Like, I, I feel like you could just tell the chancellor or the president, like, look, this guy's going to sign for $6 million in eight months. Like, can we just take him? The can message boards him? agree with you. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Just like, hey, he's not going to graduate from here. He's going to go sign a $6 million contract. So, like, can we just use him for six months? So he um, could have came to Fort Worth if he would have taken a bunch of summer classes. And he's like, that's all right. I'll just go. To yeah, Wayne. I'm going to go play for Team USA instead. <laughs> yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Um, but I think he is a very Paul Skeens-esque type of pitcher, and he had a couple little wrinkles that needed to be ironed out, which Wake Forest will absolutely do. And, yeah, I mean, between him and Josh Hartle, who's their lefty starter, who's probably going to start on Fridays for him, had, like, I think he went, like, 12-1 and one last year. Who's their first uh, baseman? First baseman, Nick Kurtz. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, kind of dude, an awkward think- name. Yeah, Nick Kurtz. Um, yeah, that's a very awkward name. Um, wow, I just realized where this joke went. Um, <laughs> but he, no, I wasn't making it. a joke now. No, I was just saying that's I saw kind Martin's of reaction and I, I thought about it. Um, <laughs> so much for growing up. <laughs> yeah, um, I he's going to hit 30 homers this year. I mean, he's a freak All of right. nature. He's he's one of those guys that like, t- he's like Luke and Baker. He takes up the whole box when he's standing in there like, Front foot on the front line, back foot on the back line. Strike zone is so big, but it doesn't matter. Like he he hits the crap out of the ball. What what do you think of his chances that he goes one one in the draft? Well, who has the, the who has number season. one overall pick? Tigers. Um, no, Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland does. You're right. Yeah, then Cincinnati. It's the Ohio. Yeah, yeah I, I mean. Historically, Cleveland loves taking high school arms, like high school pitchers, but there's really not any great ones this year. I, I, can I don't stay know. I mean, Noah I think Franco. Yeah, I think he's a definitely top ten overall pick, uh, and it just depends on how much he wants to sign for and what their minor league systems look like for Cleveland and Cincinnati and those teams. They're looking for a left-handed power hitter. I mean, he's the best one in the country. Is it Maybe kind of first best, base? Though. In the draft, kind of like what running back is to uh, the NFL. No, like it's it, kind of de- a it, devalued position. So you think that, but there's actually been a ton of first round first basemen recently. It's like kind of yeah. becoming a new wave. Like you, you had starting pretty much with maybe Andrew Vaughn in 2018 or 2019 was like the but first time they moved somebody him took right to the outfield. Yeah, and then they took Spencer Torkelson number one overall. Uh, they labeled him a third baseman. <laughs> Jake Berger from Missouri State. Outfielder. Spencer oh, yeah. Torkelson oh, yeah. being drafted as a third baseman was a pipe dream. 
it was laugh out loud funny, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, and I thought the same thing was going to happen with Tommy White. When they said last year he was going to start at third base, I was like, no shot Tommy White's going to play third base. <laughs> and he did. He did a good job over there. But, I mean, he's Jeff Bagwell 2.0. Like, he's going to move to first base in pro ball. Um, he's just not a professional third baseman, but he can hit the crap out of the ball. All right, so hypothetical here, or not hypothetical, but um, if if I take Wake Forest and LSU and you get the field, would you trade me, or who who do you think wins that? To win the whole thing? Yeah, call it, so yeah. You you're probably taking the field, and I get three hundred. Well, yeah, I know. But. <laughs> I'll take the three hundred. No, I think you could really play this game if you took. Wake Forest, Arkansas, Florida. Um, we'll throw like if you took so you the take the SEC. Eight, well, no, if okay. you took like, there you the go. top eight teams. Um, so if you took the top eight teams and played it against the field, it would be tough for me to take the field. Um, I was going to blog about this, but I really think there's only about thirty-one to thirty-four teams that can win the whole thing, and some people List might them. say. Oh man, I, you're going to put me on the spot like that. I don't have it in front of me, but I went through, there's only about 31 to 34 and I, that, that includes three mid-major teams. So who are the three mid-majors? Uh, I know the Gauchos are one. Yeah. I would say the Gauchos, East Gal- Carolina, yeah, no, take Baptist. East Carolina out. They never make it. They can win. They're going to be really solid. Nope. Northeastern cannot win at all. Dang. Well, they have a better chance than East Carolina. DBU? East Carolina's got to break through one of these years, right? Coastal Carolina? Nope, can't win at all. DBU. Yeah. DBU, East Carolina, and UC Santa Barbara. What okay. About I... Roberts, can they follow up their magical season? Nope. All right. Like their whole team. Give me those three mid majors in Texas Tech, and you get the field. Oh man. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that right now. Well, tech is a mid-major program. Oh God. <laughs> oh, oh, better uh, first. Wait, wait, this is actually like a real question. My memory's not great. And uh, I promise I'm not being sarcastic. This is a real question, but I feel like TCU and Texas Tech both got good like the exact same time, early 2010s. Who got good first? TCU did because of 2010. Yeah, text run started in 2014 with Tadlock, and that's when our four okay. row run started. But we 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 had already been to Omaha. We were still winning conference championship. We went to Super Regional in 2012, so we we had a that's leg right. up on them. That's right. Um, yeah, it was like such a shift in in the state of Texas because growing up being like around our age, like it was Texas and Rice, and then. Yeah you know, the whole two thousands. And then it like shifted to, I think Texas A&M might've had one or two years. I think Houston might've had one or two years ago in the super regionals, but uh, it really shifted to like TCU and Texas tech. Those were the two schools. Texas should still be included. Yeah. Yeah. They go to Omaha like every other year. Yeah. Now, now, but it took until what, 2016 or 17. All right, man, I got a stat for you. I, I was responsible for doing the Texas preview. And I saw that in their entire history, well, at least since 1965, there's only been one time in their history where they've gone longer than three years without going to Omaha. Since when? 1965? Yeah. More than... So every single... If you go in as a freshman, you're going to go to Omaha. 
Like if you go to I Texas, you're going to Omaha. Yeah. Yeah. What were the three year? What was the three year draft? So it was 2012 it was the, to 15. It was the last three years. Okay, so when Augie Garrido came in, it took him three years, and then the coach before him, before he retired, he went three years. So it was like a six year gap with a coaching change. So wait, they went six years without going to Omaha. Yeah, but that's the only time that they went longer than three years. Who was the coach right after him? I, I can. After Augie. Yeah. It was it's Pierce, right? Pierce. Oh, it's still Pierce. Okay. Yes. You know what I did? I got confused with right after uh, Mac Brown retired, there was like six coaches and seven. Oh, yeah. Something crazy. Yeah. 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 And Pierce has almost been fired a couple of times, especially after 2019. I think they were 500 that year. Yeah. They had a bad sound, year year. sound the alarms. But they, they yeah. keep going to Omaha, man. I think they've only had like nine coaches in their history. Well, Augie was there for how many years? Like twenty. They've had a couple guys there forever. Yeah. The guy, the guy that uh, Augie took over for was there forever. I can't remember his the name. The guy that the uh, field is named after was there forever. Is it Lupton? Fish. <laughs> no, that's us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey Ben, does Stanford make it back to Omaha for no. a fourth straight year? No, Stanford. They're not going to be very good this year. They lost everybody. Yeah, they lost everybody, and it's just like they can't compete in the NIL and transfer portal and stuff. Like They just can't do it anymore. And they lost a good bit of talent from last year's team. The The year yeah. they should have won it was 2021. I think they should have won it all that year. They were loaded. And um, they might, I think they lost to NC State the first game and maybe won the second game. I don't remember, but they should have won. Was, they should have uh, won the whole thing that year. They that should have beat Mississippi, Mississippi State. Year? Yeah, they should have beat Mississippi State, Texas, all those teams. Yeah. Was that the year uh, NC State had a or yep. fell by their COVID tests? Yep. Yeah. Dude, I was yeah, in yeah. Omaha when that happened, and it was like yeah, the craziest crazy. thing. People were going nuts. Don't so are you? So with eleven point seven, are you guys doing another Vegas trip? Um. So we haven't announced anything yet, but we do have. I, I don't want to. I talk to you the anything. forum. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, it's going to probably be Omaha this year. Like, oh, okay, that's going to be the grand prize and all that. Um, don't hold we'll me to TCU. it. Watch TCU. Yeah, we're working out some details, but it's going to be pretty much the same thing as Vegas last year. It's going to be actually in Omaha, so it'll be a lot of fun. So I have a question. Uh, last year, the mid-majors were really strong, probably the best the mid-majors mm-hmm. have been in a while. Will that continue on into this year? Yeah, I do think that. Um, actually, I, th- I personally think it's going to be better this year because the transfer portal is like a two-way street where, sure, like the star player at Missouri State's transferring to Missouri or whatever, but you also see a lot of guys that are at power fives that don't play like maybe as a freshman or sophomore. Um, and you know, they want to play immediately. So they'll transfer to a smaller school. They don't have any stats from the previous year. So like nobody's saying like, Oh, this is a huge pickup, but then they go and start every single game for Southeastern Louisiana and hit 400. It's like, wow. Um, Who's the uh, Arkansas uh, guy from uh, Tarleton Martin? Um, Wagner or something? Yeah. He hit he, like 20-something homers last year. I know who you're yeah, talking about. He hit Tarleton. one off of us. Yeah. Isn't it crazy Tarleton's D1? Like, 
They recruited yeah, me out of high school. I forgot about that. They, they recruited me out of high school and they were division two. I remember like looking at it on a map and uh I remember thinking, like, how do they get people out of like how do they recruit people? <laughs> but like they're good, like they're a good program now. And they're uh not, investing a lot into okay. the baseball team. They're they're a solid whack team. Yeah. I mean, and crazy have, now, by the way, they have better uh, facilities than like Stephen F. Austin or UTSA. Stephen F. Austin has some of the worst Division One facilities I've ever seen. I mean, we would—it's the worst I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, Isn't it's it basically a city park. It's a city park. So my parents went to school at Stephen F. Austin, and uh, they—I think they disbanded their baseball team. Maybe their freshman or sophomore years while they were there. I don't know. Some point they disbanded it, and they just they brought it back in like 2010 or 11 ish and they just put them at a city city park. They have like a trailer as a locker room. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it's just a joke. It's like, they put zero money or effort into baseball. I yeah, feel bad for coach Cardenas. Like he's a, yeah. he's a good dude and just has his hands tied with recruiting and he's a TCU alum. And all that. He's a TCU alum. Yeah. Johnny he play at TCU? Yeah, he did. He's a big dude, man. Like, yeah. huge guy. I, I watched one of their games last year uh, in Tulsa against Oral Roberts. In Tulsa? Yeah, I did not think I was watching an Omaha team. <laughs> hey, fun fact, I hit a home run at SFA's field. I was waiting for one of you to ask, but my freshman year, I hit a bomb to right field. Hey, Dan, did you hit a, ever hit a home run at SFA? I did, actually. It was my freshman year, first game of a doubleheader, uh, light rain, drizzle, and uh pretty cold out hanging curveball hit a bomb and uh, i like to tell people it's 450 feet to right field uh to the fence so yeah I you did. don't tell I hit them, a homer. you don't tell them that they play little league games there they do play <laughs> little league games there um <laughs> it's uh did you stare down the pitcher the whole way around the base like nice yeah. No, I was like trotting through the mud. My heavy feet were not having a good time running around the bases. Isn't SFA? Didn't TCU like? Uh, didn't Schloss like cancel a game halfway through because of fog? No, and they Sammy were like Houston. losing. Sam Houston. Yeah, Sam yeah. Houston. That's what it was. We were getting our no, ass um, kicked, and, and they said, "Nah, we probably shouldn't play." But, no, I remember, but to so be the fair, team, like they were hitting like routine fly balls, and they were just falling because nobody could see it. So yeah. that's how they were winning. Playing baseball in the fog is the worst experience ever. Especially because I'm like partially colorblind. I'm red green colorblind, so I already have a hard time seeing at night or seeing, you know, if you there's anything Christmas. blocking the vision. And uh, you know, playing in the fog, I mean, it's it's like Russian roulette. You just lose the ball, and you're like, I don't, I have no idea where it's at. Okay, um, I have a serious question for you about TC baseball. Okay, now they open up against Florida Gulf Coast. Tell yep. me what I should expect out of Florida Gulf Coast because I think they're pretty good. Yeah, national yeah. boy, tell us everything. Yeah, so <laughs> we had we had them ranked number twenty five in the mid major poll um, to begin with, and then Damn, he really um, does know everything. Yeah, so we we did have so this. I don't even know if I should be saying this on air. I mean, hopefully, it doesn't get back to anybody. But we're an hour uh, in on a on an interview podcast, Ben. It's a yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> So we had him at number 25 and we were about to post the mid-major power rankings like the day before we teased it or whatever. And we got a DM from the University of South Carolina upstate main account 
<laughs> and they pitched their case of why they should be in the mid-major top 25. And they had a good case. <laughs> they had a really good case. And it was like, we're returning this amount of people, you know, freshman All-American here. We picked up a guy from such and such school. Oh, is that the team that bribed you? I mean, it wasn't a bribe because <laughs> yeah. we didn't get anything. Politicking. Yeah, politics. They were, uh, is it gerrymandering? Is that the right? I don't know the word. They were but, greasing uh, the skids. Yeah, we got no money. Eleven point seven was biased for upstate. <laughs> yeah, so we, uh, I mean, this is a true story. I mean, we were just like, all right, we looked at them. We we're like, you know, honestly, it's a toss up between them and Florida Gulf Coast. So we'll just put upstate in there. What, what do you like about upstate Florida Gulf Coast? Because I looked into them and I think they lost every offensive player that they had. Here, I'll uh, I'll read you my write up. Hold on, okay. hold on. But it's actually I think it's Dimitri's write up. I think he was the one. Oh. He probably uh, liked the guy who came back from Miami. Where did where did you guys go? What tab am I on? Oh, there it is. I thought I lost <laughs> the tab. Hold on. I'll pull it up right now. Hold on. Hold on. We 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 made a write-up about every single team in the mid-major top 25. And so we it took a Did you have to quickly time. scramble to write yeah. something about uh upstate? Yeah, no, we we absolutely did. Um, let's Dude, that's see. some serious grind, man. We we thought it was l- l- laborious to study every TCU pitcher. So, <laughs> so, so here we go. Um, I'm z- zooming out. Please say we kept it. Where is Florida Gulf Coast? Here it is. <laughs> ben, Offense ben, return. Lose top six hitters. Lose 97 <laughs> of 142 home runs. Not much to be excited about. Pitching return. Return nice. majority of staff, whole rotation <laughs> back from six ERA staff last year. Very veteran group. Ben, read that comment. <laughs> Everything about every team, baseball boy. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Will Koberick. Um, Will, man, I, I'm usually up pretty late at night, so if you want to hop on a phone call, we can talk until we fall asleep with our phones <laughs> on our chest. <laughs> you hang up first. Um yeah, uh, ultimately, uh, Florida Gulf Coast, very veteran team, except they did lose 97 of 142 home runs from last year. Um, pitching staff will be all right. They have a good Friday guy, but you could How's say their NIL. Not great. No. Not great. I, I, I know I used to know a coach there. I think maybe like director of baseball operations. I don't remember his job title, but he said all they do is it's similar to Texas State, how they recruit baseball players. They literally just uh, – what, what city is uh, Florida Gulf Coast in? F- Fort Myers? Like maybe? Fort Myers, yeah. Yeah, so they, they basically just take them across the street to the beach at Fort Myers, and there's just, like, women laying out, sunbathing and everything. <laughs> they're like, hey, Dude, they like have this? a lot of, like, Venezuelan and Puerto Rican players. Oh, yeah. Oh, no one of their best players from last year was, I think, Venezuelan. Or... Yeah, yeah, that dude was uh, – he was, Felix? like, player of the year. Something Felix? I can't remember his name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean they're they're usually good. They're not going to have Chris Sale, but they. Uh, so you're um, going to be in Fort Worth for opening weekend, then. Great color scheme, though, boys. I mean, I think Florida Gulf Coast is going to be very visually appealing to watch. The blue with the green, that's a uh, and cool uniforms. It'll be fun. It's like so, uh, who was that Carolina team that we lost the series to last year? Uh, Green yeah, Hunter Green, Hodges. Oh, Will, Wilmington. No, Wilmington. Yeah. Yeah. Wilmington is what it was. Wilmington's like really Pelicans good. Or something like that. Uh, they are the uh, UNC Wilmington Seahawks. Yeah, oh, Seahawks. great look. Though. 
great yeah dude, great color i mean and they're like maybe um, an hour south um or sorry an hour north of coastal carolina so like that highway has coastals uniforms and unc wilmington's uniforms it's incredible so the saturday wilmington game is when we did the nine by nine by nine and that was oh, the one yeah. game in the did you guys complete it? Jacob, uh mk and uh, i did yeah say some of us did i heard it's like almost impossible it's it is impossible unless you're Jacob has the stomach of a goat. I didn't eat for like 36 hours after that game. That's good for you though. They're talking about fasting is like the the next running. Like if you you could just fast or you could go run like two miles. It's the same thing. I was running. I ran um, every three innings. I went to the the, like the concourse and ran up and down the stairs. Try to burn a few calories. Yeah. I mean, getting up out of your seat. I mean, that's that's got to count for something. Um, I actually Martin and Ray prepared. Hold on, Martin and Ray were putting ketchup and mustard and relish on their hot dogs. It was like adding like 150 calories per hot dog. Yeah, you can't be adding. Martin, you were you were dressing up your beers too, Martin. You were getting fancy with it. Yeah, I was. So what is? um, I'm assuming they sell beer. I've never been to TCU Stadium for a game, but I'm assuming they sell beer there. Damn it, Ben! Come out this spring. Best ten dollars and fifty cents you can spend. Do they have like local craft beers, or is it just like Bud Light, Miller Light, stuff mm. like that? Shiner, beers. Maybe they've had RAR in there before, but yeah, it's uh, mostly it's mostly your uh, your light domestics. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Topo Chico Seltzer. Yeah, they do have a lot of. Those seltzer. are good. Those are dangerous too. You'll drink like five of them and not feel it, and then boom, it'll hit. Ben, so we, can dangerous. we expect you to come to Fort Worth? Opening um, weekend. I am making a trip to Texas this year. Um, hold on. Probably Give Houston, though. Yeah, uh, I'm going to Houston, but I will have a car there because I will steal my little brothers. Let me look up TCU's <laughs> schedule right quick. We got some we got some uh we got some bangers on the schedule. We got UCLA. Yeah, tech, you can watch your Red Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> oh dude, I will do that. What what date is that? Because That's in I will April. Do- Let's see. I can't remember when. I think it's early April. Let's see here. TCU got golf. Oh, UCLA will be fun too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. They have a very Pac 12 heavy schedule to start the year. Yeah. You guys have a tough schedule. We had one last year too. Do you guys play at UT uh, Rio Grande Valley? I don't think we ever have. No, they're coming to you guys. Yeah. I I was going to say. UT Rio Grande Valley have. has one of the best home field advantages in college baseball. So if you guys ever want to make a trip out there, I highly recommend it. It's Martin's the hottest ticket. Yeah, Martin's been there. I think we might have talked about this, Martin. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like the hottest ticket in town. Like the fans are great. They have an awesome yeah. stadium. Like, I went dude. on like the worst day. Uh, it was a few years ago. Texas Tech went down there and they were ranked like number three in the country for a midweek game. Oh, and boy. so I drove down there, and it was like kids' day or something. <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, like Edinburgh ISD day or something, and so it was like nothing but like elementary school kids. They were weren't you even sad because you couldn't get the you, you couldn't stand in the cotton candy line for an hour. I was sad because I couldn't get a uh, souvenir cup. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Wait, where is Edinburgh? Like in the state, it's like southwest part of the state like the it's border the most south you can go really yeah it's like tropical jungle down there 
we when I was at Blinn, there was a school in our region that we had to go Laredo. Is it near Laredo? It's further south. Uh, well, no, Laredo is like on the border. Like the field was like, yeah. Yeah. If geographic, you hit, like an like, 800 foot the... homer at the field, you're crossing the border. Like the border was right there. Yeah, but we're talking yeah. like the tip of Texas. Yeah, Brownsville. Is like, that what it's the called? Tip. Yeah, it's right next. It's maybe like 20 minutes from Brownsville. Okay. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to go to UT Rio Grande Valley game. They're they're my second favorite team in Texas. I wish TCU would play there because then I'd go again. But yeah, um, UTRGV always schedules to play TCU like pretty much every year because. Uh, the coach is from here. Uh, I think his name is Matlock. Yep. He was a high school coach uh, for a Fort Worth ISD school for like 20 years. So I think he just likes to come back to this area and like recruit and stuff. That's smart. There's so much talent in that like Dallas Fort Worth area. It's crazy. It's insane. Like, and it blows my mind. Can we talk about this? Like, it blows my mind that North Texas and SMU don't have a baseball team. They would yeah. both be really good. I think well, maybe North Texas, well, not SMU. Dude, SMU would be, be able to throw so much NIL money out there. I mean, SMU had a baseball team and they stuck and nobody cared about it. Yeah, nobody I mean, that's mostly SMU athletics in general, though. Nobody cares um, about anything. They care about men's soccer. That's about right. Probably lacrosse, too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, Ben, ben we're speaking of uh, schedules... Have you looked at Texas Tech's schedule? Because they've got one of the weirdest damn schedules I've seen from no, a Power pull 5 team. Quick. Let's pull it up real quick. So if you guys don't know, um, we have all the schedules and team stats and standings on our website now at 11.7. So nice. Um, it's the easiest way to just click from schedule to schedule. So I knew they opened up in that tournament in Arlington. Yeah, they've got um, Tennessee and Oregon that weekend. But scroll down and look at some of their midweek games and look at who they're playing around those midweek games. Okay. Stanford for two. And then Ar- go Arkansas to – for two. So the Stanford uh, home series during the week, they're flying back from Orlando – Oh, I'm seeing it now. They go Orlando to Lubbock. Holy yeah, and crap. Then, and then they go from, you know, later in the season, they go from Fort Worth to Fayetteville. So did you notice that, like, so that Stanford game says Monday, April 1st, and Tuesday, April 2nd. Oh, they but they play Saturday at UCF. I was yeah. thinking they were playing Sunday and then flying back to play Stanford on Monday. It must be Easter weekend. No, Easter's in April. Still yeah, weird. And yeah, then weird. look at uh, the in the season in Tempe with a double header. So that must be their bye week for Big 12 play, I'm assuming. And why are they playing? It's like a round robin against Arizona State and UNLV. Why, why that is the, that scheduled in May? Isn't that the damnedest thing? Have you ever seen a Power 5 school do that? I'm trying to figure out like what the strategy is there. Uh, they want to get ready for the loser's bracket. Yeah, because like <laughs> a few days later, they're playing in Arlington. Like, Why would you travel well, from Stillwater past- to Tempe to Arlington? 
they've been uh, criticized in the past for weak non-conference because it's hard to get games in Lubbock. Yeah, for sure. So they're trying to reverse that. Hey, Ben, before we get out of here, do you want to plug everything you got going on? It's more than I can remember. No, I don't want to plug anything. If people want to see me, they can find me. <laughs> at, at Ben underscore Upton5. Go to 11.7.com. Subscribe to the Patreon. It's it's really cool to be a Patreon member. I'm a proud Patreon member. So actually, I think I uh, canceled after the season. I may need to re up. We told everybody to. <laughs> we told everybody to just cancel after the season because it's highly unlikely we're going to do anything in the offseason. So yeah. So they got the uh, pick them challenge and the survivor challenge. Dude, and I was, I was uh, almost going to win last year, but I missed a week because there was Thursday games. And so I, I didn't get my me. picks in. You and should I, just text me. I want to let you have your picks. I, uh, shoot. I was like in the running there for like the third. Dude, of the if first that happens again, season. literally just text me. Like I'll bend the rules for anybody. Like if you, if you actually, <laughs> yeah, it happened twice. Like two people um, forgot there was a Thursday weekend. It might've been Easter or something, but uh, we were like, all right, well, UNC is up on NC state right now, like three to nothing. Just don't pick UNC. And they're yeah. like, okay. So they they got NC State, who lost that game and lost the series. But that was just kind of punishment for being yeah. late. But yeah, Jacob, South Carolina Upstate, he'll bend the knee for. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, until that's you're true. Uh, USC Upstate. Uh, yeah, but, yeah uh, Ben, we could we could keep going for another hour, but let me run one more idea by you guys. Okay. We're talking about possibly adding a third contest, and I just want to hear your thoughts um, All right. for the Patreon. So. It's going to be called Home Run Derby. And before the season, you'll be... So there's going to be five... We we don't know if we're going to do this for sure yet, but this is just an idea. There's going to be five tiers of players, 12 players in each tier. So 60 people. Yeah. Um, And then you get to go in and select one of the tier one people out of the 12. So, you know, like Cags and uh, Tommy Tommy White. Yeah, Charlie Condon. Like the best home run hitters are in tier one. Next yeah, no, not even not that. <laughs> but um, anyway, so the top sixty hey, projected me. home run hitters. So each in a tier, you go in and you select one from each tier. It's highly unlikely that there's going to be duplicates, I guess. And if there is, a, there'll be a tiebreaker. But um, you know, everybody that joins the Patreon could track their their guys' home runs. We'll keep track too. But um, and then at the end of the year, whoever has the team with the most home runs. Um, then they, I appreciate that Jackson Day, love that. Um, ben is an unbelievably good guest. That's his. That is not the opinion reflected by post game beers. That is yeah. from the comments. Jackson, Ben I is an that. unbelievably average guest. Yes. We had better. <laughs> I shoot for average. That is a fact. Um, but anyway, so home run derby might be coming to the Patreon. I think it'd be a lot of fun, and um, we'll, we just have to work out like how to code that on the website and everything. But. Um, Guys, I love coming on the show. Anytime you want me, like uh, I well, tweeted you didn't get out. our feedback. You didn't get our feedback there. Yeah, I don't really. I don't. Want you just to. kind of listed it, like uh, maybe you were oh, just I wanting did. to oh, talk oh, it out. Oh, oh, I got ahead of myself. You're right. You're he, right. He just thought it out out loud. Yeah, yeah. This is a good idea. The more that I talk <laughs> about it, yeah, that's this is the a most been up and thing of all time. Just talk, 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 and then just try to get off. So I play. I'm complaining that Dimitri does that. Yeah, I know. I'm pulling are. a Dimitri right now. There's there's golf pick em challenges that are the same way. Like they'll take the world rankings and tier them out, and then you pick golfers from each tier. 
So it, it works for sure. It's it's a good idea. Um, which TCU guy should be in it, and which tier should he be in? Uh, probably uh, Tully. Tully. Uh, he's a borderline. He's a borderline. I was gonna say two or one. No, Ooh. he's not a one, dude. You're talking like probably twenty probably, plus home runs. That's probably, like breaking yeah. the single season record at TCU. Yeah. Probably like tier mm-hmm. tier three. Probably. Yeah, I was just about to say that. It's a tough park to hit in. It wasn't in the fall. Dude, all they did was hit piss missiles in the fall. The Dude, ball just watch juiced. out. The balls have gotten more juiced and the bats yeah. have gotten more juiced. Like this is gonna be ridiculous this year. Oh man, this is gonna be a fun this is gonna be a fun year. It will be a well, fun year. That's guaranteed. Man, somehow we've gone almost 80 minutes. So you're this is like the longest interview ever. But yeah, hey, I, I, I'm grateful to be on here for 80 minutes. We got to do 80 more minutes at some point this year. And yeah. um, you guys rock. I love it. Hey, how about uh, we'll just do a Joe Rogan? Yeah, we'll just do a Joe Rogan style. Yeah, just three hours. I'll, yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> this 80 minutes feels like 15. So, yeah, let's just keep going. Well, Ben, thanks again. Uh, yeah, go follow him at Ben underscore Upton5. Like I said, 11.7 is the website. Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, Ben, let's do it again. Come to Fort Worth. We'll do a live show. Yes. Oh, dude, that would be a blast. That would be fun. But yeah, I'll definitely uh, be keeping up with you guys and love what you do. You guys are yeah, the best. We'll see you in Fort Worth when you're in Texas. Yep. Yeah. All I'll right. Be decked out in Red Raider gear. All right. Go Frogs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, see you guys. Go Frogs. Go Frogs.